Hello queens and welcome to the Break Free From Binge Eating podcast with your host Victoria Kleinsman. I have beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. I've alchemized my pain into my passion and my power and I now help high achieving women who can't stick to a diet anymore to feel normal around food and to love themselves. My intention is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body image and self-love so you can stop binge eating and stop hating your body and embody the healthiest version of you in every way possible. So grab a beverage of your choice. My go-to is a deluxe hot chocolate with cream and marshmallows or take me on a walk with you and let's get into the episode. All right, Queens, coming at you with a bit of a different episode today. I have with me the amazing Sarah Mitchell. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. So glad to be here. And Sarah has been on the pod before because she was a previous client of mine. And so she shared her story then. And then she came to me with the idea of wait. Well, you, I was going to say, wait till you hear the title. You obviously know the title because this is probably why you've clicked on the episode. But I'd rather be dead than fat. Sarah, what made you come to me with this episode idea and that name? Well, I felt that in, in our in our first podcast that we did it was fantastic and a lot of the topics that we covered were based on the program that we did and I thought oh there's some really interesting angles in here about how we go through life thinking this is the way life is and feeling so awful about ourselves and why why do we have to feel this way why do we actually feel and I'm sure so many women out there do feel like they'd rather be dead than fat because I know I did for a really long time Mm. and I want to support other women in not feeling that way anymore and you know but my best friend and I've gone through a very similar journey in in terms of food and um, eating disorders and um, when I told her the title she was just like oh my god that's like our lives (laughs) I was like yeah pretty much so um it's time to start talking about these things the age of covering it up and shoving it under the carpet is gone in my life as I know it is in yours and um yeah I'm ready to let loose really and Mm -hmm. I love it because it's such a bold title but there's so much truth to it Mm, as you said so can you share to the listeners like a little bit of your background story like what have you struggled with where are you now and then let's go into how others can possibly get there themselves sure sure um so I pretty much went on my first diet when I was 11 or 12 I would say um and it was really interesting as I was writing some notes for this I thought my goodness I really have been told to lose weight since I was 11 or 12 years old and it's not and these are people you look up to so it's not like they're doing anything wrong it's just the world that we live in that makes thin good and fat bad 
so your parents aren't doing anything wrong they just love you that's all it's there's no blame anything like that but having being told that you're overweight need to lose weight it not even in a nasty way for such a long time Mm. makes you really feel like there's something wrong here um so growing up being told that being constantly on a diet and never succeeding um you kind of you get to an age where you're an adult so you're 18 and you're living alone and you all you're all you're all you know is oh I should go on a diet then that's all you know like that's your comfort zone that's your it definitely was for me my comfort zone of oh I know how to fix this I'll lose weight any every single problem that I've had oh it'll all be better when I've lost weight oh I need to ride a horse so I better lose weight now I need to do this so I you know I want to go out dancing and enjoy myself oh I need to lose weight to be able to do that you know all of these things that actually you can enjoy at any size you literally feel like you can't do that Mm. and what's the point in life if you constantly have to battle yourself and manipulate manipulate your body to get to a certain size because you think you'll be happier then yes I can resonate so much because I remember when I entered the world that I now live in and teach others about in regards to there is a way that is an actual possibility to be happy and live your life without constantly trying to lose weight and Mm. when I first got into that like like was introduced to that I remember thinking wait what hold on a minute what like I was literally like wait 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 right you cannot have to diet for the rest of your life and you can be happy and then I was like how it was that radical for me to like mind blown did you have the same yeah I really did so for a long probably in the last five years I would say before that from the age of 12 to 25 no the answer was definitely just weight loss Mm. all the time and then it's probably been niggling at me for the last few years thinking there's got to be another way like there's really got to be another way but I'm gonna be fat and I'm gonna hate it so I just ignored it I ignored it and ignored it and actually coming out the other side is just mind-blowing because I'll be whatever weight I am and actually I can now pursue health in a way that I've never been able to there are no limits because you know I'm going doing cycling training for a ride I'm doing in September going up the hill thinking oh this is really hard it's probably because I'm a bit unfit not because oh this is really hard I'm really overweight or I need to go on a diet so it's so much easier to do this and oh, I think I'll just get off yes and then beat yourself up for your body size not just working mm-hmm. on your fitness level yeah 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 that is incredible so how I mean, I don't want to, let's not jump the gun so far into it yet. I was going to ask you the tips and things that you have for others, but talking about your own journey still, Mm. when you came to me, was there anything in your world that showed you it was possible to be healthy and not pursue dieting? Or did you come to the point where you was like, I can't do this anymore, but I actually don't know what the hell to do next either. 
Yeah, I would say the second one rings the most true because I really could not do it anymore. I'd lost loads of weight and um, we'd been on, had we been on holiday or something? Or I'd, I'd had a month where work was absolutely mental. I was training to um, my, for my gym instructor qualification. So I was taking my brother to the gym three times a week and trying to do my own fitness and working a full-time job. Um, and I know there are many people out there that do a hell of a lot more, but that is as much as I could cope with was definitely a lot and doing all the coursework that went with it. Um, and the food just went out the window. It just went completely out the window. What, what I would call out of the window, I wasn't sticking to the plan. I was just eating whatever, you know, I wasn't sticking to my set out diet. Um, and I just thought, I don't want to be weighing food and counting calories for the rest of my life. How boring. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but no, this is definitely not it. It just makes you even more anxious and depressed and like oh what the rest of my life's going to be about how how healthy can I make this meal and how just no 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 yeah so um, then you, we then we met each other and before we go into that I loved what you said earlier in regards to dieting is like a coping mechanism when you said oh if I just lose weight then I'll be able to do this oh I'm struggling with nothing to do with my body right now but then if I lose weight then that will also be fixed like it's so true that we're fed this from all different channels, from society, from media, from our parents, unknowingly. Mm. The answer to happiness, which everyone wants to be happy, is to lose weight, is weight loss. Yeah. Would you say that rang true for you for all those years? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just, all I remember, it's really strange. Now I've come out the other side. I would say the, the biggest parallel is I can sit here now and those thoughts still go through my head like oh well once I've lost weight it's it's almost like it's in your body mm. it's like this whole thing you've been doing it for so long you can't it takes like so long to just separate your body from those thoughts in your head and then I can sit here now and be like okay so they're still going they're still going but I'm not listening to them who is that crazy person over there? Whereas before it would consume me. It would absolutely consume me. You know, I've gone through times in my life as I'm sure many other people have where, you know, I've been living alone and I've been single and I've not been close to any family and I've been completely isolated. Um, and I genuinely thought that my life was not living worth living because I was overweight. Mm. And it would be so much easier to cope with my life if I wasn't fat. Yeah. And that there is some truth in society mirroring that back to us. Obviously, there's there's a reason mm. why we feel this way. Most of us until you do this work, which is what we're going to go into shortly. But I would say that unless someone has consciously choose chosen to do the work that we do, everyone's fat phobic automatically that's like their reset button in living in this world majority of people are fat phobic without them even realizing it and so therefore we've not just made up this fear of fatness there's a reason why we're scared of being fat it's like I heard a saying once and it really resonated with me when you grow adipose tissue on your body which is fat cells it doesn't grow shame cells with it 
but it's almost like it does because the more adipose tissue we have on our bodies, the more shame that we feel Mm. unless we wake up, realize Mm. that we have been conditioned to believe through our thoughts, through our actions, through society, mirroring it back towards that fat is bad and means you're going to be unhappy and thin is good and means you're going to be happy. And unfortunately, underneath all of that is two things, female suppression to keep us preoccupied, trying to lose weight so we don't actually take over the world. But I don't, I guess this is sexist in what I'm about to say. I don't believe women will take over the world in that way that men were scared that we would do we just have so much power as as feminine leaders especially that's another topic that's one and also we spend a lot of money (laughs) in on the diet and beauty industry so so going through your journey Sarah what were the like let's let's be real let's be raw which I know is one of the reasons why you wanted to record this episode what were some of the really fucking difficult times when you surrendered to this journey, decided to pursue a different path? And then there must have been times where you thought, fuck this, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say. I went away I went away for work yeah I had to think about that for a minute then yeah I went away for work and I was kind of like halfway through the coaching um and I just thought oh I'm I'm going away you know we're going to the beach everyone's going to be you know we're going for work bearing in mind we're not going to have very much time at the beach at all but we're in a hot country so you need to be dressed appropriately you're going to get too hot fine um, bought a load of clothes everything was fine and kind of going well um, and then you know it's like oh does anyone want to go for a swim in the sea and I'm like sorry what swim question what mm. and that really hooked me then that moment where I was like I'm not going with anyone I'll, I'll, I'll be the one getting up at four o'clock in the morning and going on my own thank you um, and thinking yeah that was really um really tough to think oh I've got halfway through this journey but hang on I can't I'm not going to let anyone see me in a swim costume hell no um and that really triggered me to definitely binge eat while I was away I was also a bit homesick um but yeah that really took it out of me that whole time that was really difficult um that's a big trigger as well to be fair it's not I mean, being in a swimming costume for me was the biggest, the only thing that could top that would be walking down a catwalk in underwear, which I would never do anyway, because I'm not yeah. going to be in that position. But a swimming costume, most of us couldn't put ourselves in that position in a normal life, at least mm-hmm. once a year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just like, there is no way that is happening. Um, and uh, yeah, then that that triggered like all restriction oh but now I'm really hungry so now I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to the shop and buy a load of stuff that no one knows I've bought and take it back to my room and have um my own little feast um so yeah that was really really triggering and unenjoyable in all I just I just felt like I've come all this way and I've done all this work and now I'm like gone all the way back to the beginning like how can I have got to food freedom 
but I can't, I, I literally, I cannot, I would rather um, jump out of a plane or, you know, like the title says. Yeah. I really would, like, that. it's like a phobia almost. It's like a complete, nope, mm-mm. And how did you get over that? So in that moment, you were triggered, you went back to old habits, which is completely valid and fine. I know mm. it didn't feel fine for you at the time. And that's why I was at the other end of a message with my voice notes, mm. helping you through that. But this is all part of the journey. Like, it's not easy. I'm no. not going to lie and stand there with a diet ribbon on it, like most diet and lifestyle places do and say, oh, all you need to do is this. It's going to be so easy. It's fucking hard. I'm not even going to lie. But mm. when you come out the other side, that's when you can look back and be like, oh, wow, that was so worth it. Mm -hmm. So how would yeah. you navigate? So say if you was in that position again now mm. and you had the same trigger, how would you navigate that for yourself now differently? Um... I would definitely write down what I was feeling, number one, um, and just actually give myself the grace to be upset about it and that that's okay because we're living in a world that doesn't accept people that aren't a size 10 in any kind of swimming costume. And or is that your judgment? Because, yes, the world mirrors that back to us, but we also... Mm think that others are judging us the same way we judge ourselves mm. but the world is mirroring yeah. it back you're right yes and yeah that is my my uh point of view that I think that I am definitely not accepted in a swimming costume um and what did I do I think I got a swimming costume that I really liked my, the look of myself in which definitely helped this was after I got back um and I I just did once a week once a week because it's that same thing with the food it's like this can't be it I'm not going to be afraid to go swimming for the mm. rest of my life I'm worth more than that to myself I'm not going to do all this work to get here to then be like, no, sorry, I'm not, I'm not going swimming. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things to do. I really enjoy it. Um, and I just started going once a week. Um, and then we went away for Christmas to a hotel where there was a swimming pool. So I did quite a bit more swimming there. And it's just that regular, I know it's uncomfortable, but I have to do it. Yeah, I just have to. If my life is worth that much to me, it's worth it. Mm. Um, but I think it took me going away and feeling like that to realise that that's not OK for me. Yeah. So it's it, I know it sounds hard, especially when you're in it. If someone's standing here mm. and saying this is actually a gift in disguise. Yeah. Would you say actually that was a gift because it reminded mm. you of what you don't want yeah absolutely yeah because I got home and I was just like what so for the rest of my life I'm going to go on holidays to these beautiful locations and I'm not going to go in the sea mm. that's just nuts yeah. absolutely nuts and then when uh, you took the action steps to go swimming each week which 
you know, kudos to you because that takes courage, that takes stepping outside of your comfort zone, that takes you admitting, like you've said, my life is worth more than keeping myself stuck from the fear of judgment from others. What yeah. happened as you progressed? Like, as you can you, as you remember, the first mm-hmm. couple of times you went, what did you feel? What did you do? And then, how do you feel if you go swimming now, for example? Mm. I definitely felt really uncomfortable. It wasn't the first, there were a couple, and then it was a bit inconsistent. I will say that, I'll be completely honest. And then we went away. Um, and then while we were at the hotel, because it was so easy and accessible. I really got into it um, and I felt completely naked. I mean, I know I've only got a swimming costume on, but still um, there's something else about this hotel that I will again speak about in this podcast because it's so relevant. Um, And I, yeah, I felt really uncomfortable. As soon as I was in the pool, I was fine actually. And there are a couple of times where I didn't want to get out because there were, you know, some, men sitting by the side of the pool like having a chat and I was like oh my god oh no I'm just gonna keep swimming <laughs> I'm just gonna keep swimming <laughs> um and then I was like okay another one don't be ridiculous it, what are you gonna do swim for another six years when until you, they move <laughs> you need to get out now um and then it, it is it is a cliche but you just have to do it you have to do it and feel the feeling and mm-hmm. do it anyway. What um, I'm noticing when you're talking is you're not only feeling the fear and doing it, you're bringing like a kind of positive, but also matter of fact, self-talk into it. So when you were basically saying mm. to yourself, well, what do you want to do? Keep swimming forever until they go, we'll just get out the goddamn pool almost. Yeah. Would you say like self-talk plays a big part mm-hmm. in the action taken? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's, you know, you can, so with that situation, it's like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? They're going to look you up and down. Well, that says a hell of a lot more about that person than it ever will about me. Well, that's the worst that can happen. They're not going to like run and chase me away. It's like, you kind of just have to look at it in a really logical perspective and be like, what I'm dealing with here is reality. I'm going to get out, out of the pool and get my stuff and go. I don't have to look at them. You know, they probably feel judged with me. Who am I to assume that mm-hmm. they're not feeling exactly the same way as I am? We have no idea what's going through men's heads. Yeah, I you love know. that, Sarah, because... That's Mm. so key, I think, just laying it down as clear as that. What's the worst that can happen? Because correct Mm. me if I'm wrong, but I'm hearing that you felt fear in that Mm. moment of judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference between fear and danger. Fear is only a feeling of Mm. either thinking about something that might happen in the future or remembering something that was fearful in the past. There's a difference between fear and danger. Danger is someone chasing you down the alleyway with a knife or whatever. Mm. There's no danger about getting out the pool and you scared of being judged. It's just all feelings and it's not real. It's your reality. It's not to say that you don't feel those feelings. That's not that at all. But just separating those two things, which is what you did, they're not going to chase me out the pool (laughs) or anything (laughs) like that. And how would you feel now? Say if you went swimming like now or tomorrow, 
would you say you feel differently in your body now than you did as you were sharing this story? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've gone regularly since I've been back from holiday as well. And um, I just, every time I go in there, I just think everyone else feels the same as me because they probably do, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not alone. And all I'm here to do is swim to make myself feel good. That's the only reason I'm here. I really enjoy it. And nothing's going to stop me from doing that now. I love that. Um, yeah. And they have outside hot tubs as well. So that's always a good incentive. Yeah. And what else has helped yeah. you with your body image journey? So think back to like the ups and downs that we've had together, the ones that you've had by yourself. What were some highs, high moments in regards to where, you know, the messages came from you like, oh my God, this has happened. I feel so liberated. I like myself. And then the low moments, like what enabled the highs and what helped you get through the lows, if you can think back to a couple of examples. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when I finally went through my wardrobe and chucked out everything that didn't fit me, I mean, you're talking to someone who has had more than one size eight dresses in her wardrobe for over 10 years that she's never worn and never fitted into, but won't chuck them away. Mm -hmm. I've never even worn them. Bought them thinking, yeah, I'll fit in that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And how, how well did that go? How did that help? That was just amazing because it's finally just letting yourself be with who you are mm. and the size that you are. And I went on holiday. When we were on holiday at Christmas, we went out um, shopping and I just buy clothes that are the size that I am now. And it's that. so it's just so healing to do that. I've never done that in my life. I'm always like, oh no, I need to fit into a size smaller. Get me in a size smaller. And then be offended when my mum thinks it doesn't fit me. How Even this is like a size 12. How can you help with, because I get this a lot as a coach, like going through, mm. the women going through my programs, they have like a hang up around size. So having experienced mm. that yourself, yeah. what helped you to just be able to buy the clothes that fit you? What, what processes did you do or maybe it was just one thought mindset shift. Like what enabled you to be like, do you know what? Because I'm in that position too. I have one dress that's a size eight and one that's a size 16, both from the same shop, both fit me. Just different yeah. styles. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. I think I first, yeah, when I, um, I did quite a lot of shopping when I went away and I realized that the clothes shops really are so inconsistent with their sizing number one so normally it's not even new you can fit into you know between I would say three size ranges at least in what in the one size that you are yeah. um, and I think I saw something on on Instagram that just said the clothes fit you not you fit the clothes yes you know, so and you've got the, you. these places out there like Abercrombie and Fitch that don't even size people after a certain size. I don't really understand it. I think it's absolutely bonkers. Um, and I think I just, I just didn't want to be uncomfortable anymore. I mean, why would you buy the size too small? Just because it says a number that you you just want to see. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. that makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction. 
well, just screw the numbers. I mean, who made them up? A man, probably. Sorry, that's a bit sexist, but it's probably true. Mostly women listen. I I'm, I'm think it's like 99% women listen to this. Okay. Men listening, we don't mean offence, we promise, but... We really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, most yeah. of the rules, the laws, the society standards were made by mm. rich white men. Mm. Yeah. And do you think like what's coming up for me as I'm hearing you speaking is like as you're sharing like how you've overcome these obstacles, mm. what I'm hearing is you had to go through the foundational work of breaking through the paradigm, the old paradigm of living in thin equals good, fat equals bad. Mm -hmm. You've been conditioned and brainwashed to believe this. Mm. I can see that every time that you're helping yourself move forward in this journey, you're challenging everything you've ever believed or been taught to believe yeah. about what that number means, what that body size means. Like mm -hmm. you're having to go that deep, aren't you? It's not just a case of getting a positivity plaster and sticking it over yourself and no. pretending that you're okay. No, no, because there literally will be days. And it's really funny. It's always when you're not expecting them either. You get up, you get dressed, you feel fine, you go to work, you go to the toilet, and you just feel like you want to rip your, you rip your own skin off. Mm. Like, how did, how did I let it get this far? You know, mm. like, how, how did I go through this journey and get to this point? And, you know, um, not that it's wrong, but to put on weight, and get here like what like you still even now to this day still have thoughts like what the hell am I doing what like what am I doing and you just have to really give yourself love and mm. just be like Do you know what it's fine it's fine everything's okay you are unlearning everything that you've been doing in your life for the last 15 to 20 years it's not going to take five minutes exactly that and it's that desperate because I remember it so well I remember feeling this way only mm. not not that long ago a couple of years ago and I would be lying if I never if I said I never have the thought of like when I see an old photo of myself when I was really lean if I had a thought of like kind of miss that body not gonna lie but mm. I honor the fact that I've recognize that I would like that body in this moment feel that let okay. it go and choose the version of myself that I am today and it's mm. it does take effort but the more you do it the mm. easier it becomes and it's also when you when you mentioned that when you went to the loo for example and you felt that desperate like almost like urgent anxiety need to be like what the fuck am I doing I need to lose weight now mm. it's just you being in your old paradigm it's allowing the triggers to help yeah. you to run back to the safety of dieting where you get promised sunshine and rainbows and all yeah. the things but being aware of that coming back to like coming back to my breath helps me like just taking a deep mm -hmm. breath yeah. looking at the part of me that I've just rejected of myself yeah sending mm -hmm. myself that love and then reminding mm -hmm. of myself how far I've come mm. And the yeah. life I have around food, how free and liberating. And if if all of that is only a trade-off for the for the odd body image trigger, that's good for me. Yeah. Because yeah. what's the alternative? Yeah, I literally I can't even begin to think of the energy it would take to go on a diet now. 
because it's not even just the oh I'll go on a diet okay that you know it's like that thing of well that sounds quite fun (laughs) you know that that automatic like um high that you get like when you've done exercise like oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do Mm. that it's all gonna be amazing but the pain and the suffering it causes when you don't make the mark the goals that you set yourself you never it's never enough ever it's never enough it's never good enough it's never you know that the oh I want to lose this much weight this week and it doesn't happen or I want to you know I want to shave this many inches off my waist or do this or do that or I want to be you know all all of these weight and size related goals I mean, my poor body, I would never do that to her again. Mm. Like that just, it's, it, it's painful. It just, it's, oh, no, no, thank you. And can you just share with the audience what you've actually done and are continuing to do with your life since you've let go of leading a life where you're constantly trying to lose weight? all the things that you've done that you didn't you could do until you'd lost weight whereas actually you've done more now than you ever have Mm, yeah absolutely like I actually enjoy weekends now I enjoy um just any kind of recreational activity that I never did or I would kind of you know I would enjoy it but I wouldn't enjoy it because it would involve food and eating and judging myself now I just enjoy it there's no there's no parameters around it there's no limit to my happiness because of food and weight Mm. um I am also training to do the pedal to Paris which is a massive massive gargantuan bike ride in September which consists of like four days of cycling about 80 miles a day um, from here to Paris which is going to be insane um and it's going to be amazing and I'm doing a a 26 mile hike from Macmillan um which I did do a few years ago actually but I want to do it again um to raise money for cancer research and um the main I'm doing the cycling training now because that's kind of the most important that I need to start earlier because it's so much more um but there's just no limit like I said before there is literally no limit on exercise now it's really bizarre and this has only happened very recently like in the last week or two I would say because you know I had a complete flap and messaged you the other week like I don't I want to exercise intuitively but I've also got this massive training plan and if I don't do it I'm not going to be able to pedal to Paris I've got to do it and I noticed that pattern about myself and I think that was what released it for me because I knew that this is what I do in general, you know, diet, no diet, I'd be like, right, I'm going to do this bike ride because it will make me lose weight. Or I'm going to do this walk because it will make me lose weight. And then I either, what will happen, I did do the walk once, but normally what happens is, this generally happens a few times a year. And I will think, yeah, no, it's going to be great. I'm going to start the training. And the thought of the training makes me restrict my food. And then I binge eat. And then I just say, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Yes. The point I'm not doing it. I am not doing it because I'm never going to get there because I'm just not, it's just never going to happen. 
um, and all the other, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to be good enough thoughts that, you know, go through your head. What's the point in life? I'm always going to be doing this forever. This is no kind of life. Um, to now, today, this morning, um, went on a 30-mile bike ride this morning and just really enjoyed it. What shifted for you for enable you to, to come back to the why behind the bike ride that wasn't weight loss? Like, is that what shifted it for you, reminding yourself why you was doing it? Yeah, it was, it was acknowledging that that was a pattern kind of actually made it go Mm -hmm. because I know I do that it's like okay well I know I do that but I'm not doing that now yes awareness is the reason I'm doing it at all actually I'm going okay that past behavior is gone um and knowing you know that there are people in my life that really have um, so the, the bike rides for the Royal British, Le- British Legion, which is all about supporting veterans of war. Um, and, you know, there are people in my life that in my immediate family that has suffered at the hands of war. But, you know, being part of the armed forces. And I think when we, we did a Facebook post the other night to start raising money, um, we'll give you the link if you'd like to do that. And yeah. It was like something like 21, um, 21 current serving soldiers and over 80 veterans committed suicide in 2021. Wow. Yeah. That's a shocking number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, no matter how painful it is getting up this hill, it's not as painful as that mother who's sitting there having lost a child. Mm. And I just thought, you know what? It is not about me at all. You know, Mm. all we're doing is our bit to support this charity who are doing so much to make a difference. And that's the reason that I think anyone would want to do something like that. Whereas for me, it used to be really selfish and superficial and all about trying to lose weight. And it is just not anymore. And that's probably why I never did it, because it wasn't honest. Yeah. And it just really helps to put life into perspective, doesn't it? We Mm. can be so Mm. in our head, in our little bubble. All our friends around us are doing the same. We're in the same bubble of like must lose weight. I'm bad. I'm good. And everything's based Mm. around that. Whereas when when we break free of that, I remember you saying to me, what the fuck am I supposed to do in my life now? I literally like I've been reborn. Like I'm no longer trying to lose weight. I no longer care what people think about me. I literally have this blank canvas of a life Mm -hmm. to create. And that can be overwhelming in itself, which can also lead you to kind of want to go back to what you've always known, even if it was sufferable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really was like that for quite a while. And I've, I've found some really nice things to fill it with as well, which has been really fun. Um, yeah, lots of just, I don't know, there's just real something so distinct and joyful in waking up on a Saturday morning and thinking, oh, what could I do today? And just being excited by it. Mm, yeah I mean it's got nothing to do with weight if anyone felt like that I'm sure they'd be quite happy yeah wow 
How, what goes through your thought process when you choose what to eat now? So to help women that might currently be in the position that you were in six months ago, how would you help them from where you used to be to start to make small changes that are going to help them have food and body freedom? Yeah, um, mainly it really, like the beginning of the journey, a lot of it was just saying you can have whatever you want mm. you can have whatever you want you can have whatever you want and say it a million times just keep saying it do not ever stop saying it actually because sometimes even now I still need to hear it yes um and yeah always you can have whatever you want but I think the biggest thing for me now is um learning about it's it's you know I thought I was doing quite well on the whole intuitive the eating thing and listening to my body but I think it's more about documenting how foods actually make you feel mm. I think that's the most important thing if you can do that work which is actually in the program about writing down what you've eaten not as a food diary yes yeah, thank that. you for clarifying that <laughs> Um, and and talking about actually you know writing down how the food made you feel did it give you energy did it give you what you actually need mm. to excel rather than just survive because there have been times even in the last few months where I've been going home and eating food that's not very nutrient dense even though you can eat what you like and knowing that it doesn't make me feel great but I'm allowed to eat what I want, so it really doesn't matter. But I, it, it's actually going through that process of, okay, well, I know this makes me feel good and I know I really want to eat that, so why don't I just have both then? Mm, I loved your language, by the way, around all of those things because there's so much you mm. could have said that wouldn't have been helpful. Mm. But you're so far along on this journey now that I'm just so freaking proud of you and how far you've come and... Mm the fact you have a life and now you're inspiring others as well mm. because yeah, people seeing you in the swimming in the swimming baths do they still call it swimming baths that feels like a childish thing to say um I think it uh swimming pool but you could go for baths I like it swimming baths so when they when they're yeah. seeing you there and you're just being yourself and getting out the pool when you want to without waiting for someone to go these little things that you're doing for you you'll be inspiring more people than than you realize and it really is that like I when I came into this work I felt not alone because there's a lot of amazing women doing amazing work in the world but in you know proximity to most of the world doing the complete opposite it can be a lonely place and mm. so in order to be the change that you want to see you have to take that step and feel alone yeah. Because then it's like a domino effect on your giving permission slips out left, right and center, invisible ones, mm. by being yourself in a world that's telling you not to. Mm -hmm. So anyone yeah. listening, don't just wait. I mean, you've got me and Sarah, to, you know, stories to aspire to or to learn from however you want to take this mm. podcast and learn from it. But be the change that you want to see for your children, for other women don't wait for a permission slip. If you are, here you go. And we're both granting yeah. you one. We'll tuck them out. 
exactly like yeah. the morning like no one can see on the podcast but I'm doing the yeah. whole meeting like permission slip permission slip <laughs> to be yourself and we want to welcome mm. you into the world of this is radical and it's so possible not needing or wanting to lose weight not needing or wanting to worry about your body size actually living and doing meaningful things in your life because on your deathbed I'm sure you're not going to look back and be so proud of yourself for like saying no to all the delicious foods say a certain size (laughs) yeah you're not going to care you're going to wish you did the opposite probably yeah absolutely yeah we've just been in Brighton this weekend and had an absolute ball because you know um we were went to see Mamma Mia on Friday night it was absolutely amazing and we had this dinner at this really cool restaurant but it wasn't like massive it wasn't a lot of food but it was really expensive because it's London and when we got back I mean I was you know I was actually full um and we had snacks and stuff but I just knew I was full and I was done and it's like that thing of but am I expected to like my in my head even though I knew I was full my head was like yeah but it wasn't very much though was it Mm. very much much. it's that breaking through of actually well if I know I'm full nothing else actually matters yeah (laughs) it's my mind being like yeah but you haven't eaten very much maybe you should eat some more I'm not actually hungry (laughs) yeah so it's all and again that just shows that you have all the answers within you I know it's a cliche that I say all the time but it's a cliche for a reason all Mm. the answers you ever need I mean knowledge is different you know I don't know how to I'm looking at a tree chop down a tree properly I don't I can't get that Mm -hmm. from within me but wisdom especially with regards to what you want to eat how much when to stop do you have all of that stuff that we seek externally to try and control and to seek happiness mm-hmm. that's already within you so it's just a case yeah. of getting out your own way challenging all the diet thoughts and at the you know at the minute you might not even acknowledge or even not you Sarah obviously the listeners might even know that that voice inside your head isn't yours it's the diet industry a definite way that you can tell if the voice is yours or if it's somebody else's aka brainwashing diet industry is when you think the thought does that expand you or does that contract you Mm. if the thought is you shouldn't really eat that you need to lose weight does that feel contracted does that feel not enoughness and that's not yours if the Mm. thought of you're enough exactly as you are. If that feels expansive and loving, even if you don't mm. believe it, the, if the thought feels expansive, that's your truth. And just yeah. start paying attention to the thoughts that you think that make you feel expansive. Your thoughts aren't facts. If they make you feel contracted, notice that and then just dismiss them. Mm. Just repetition. It takes it takes yeah. practice for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, what do you want to leave the listeners with? It can be anything, a quote, a mantra, some advice, some love, all of the things. All of it. Well, I just want to tell you a funny story because, um, well, a a funny slash um, interesting story. So when we were staying at this hotel, 
um you know they always leave you bathrobes yeah yeah notoriously they're rather small aren't they yeah <laughs> anyway so we get to this hotel I'm not even I'm not even joking when I say so I'm wearing a swim costume yes okay I'm you know not um size eight I'm also not a size 24 either so I don't know what they're trying to achieve here but mm -hmm. oh my god you couldn't wear it without a swimming costume underneath <laughs> you just couldn't and I'm like how honestly and that you know I can safely say that I feel fine knowing that I can wear that and wear a swimming costume underneath and be like, do you know what? That is so not about me and that is fine. Can you imagine how many people that walk through there and just absolutely want to be mm -hmm. suicidal after doing that? They'd rather be fat women. dead than fat. Yeah, literally. Like that literally a few years ago or probably even, you know, before I met you, I would have, I literally, that would have thrown me over the edge. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it does to many other people. So I will leave you with, don't give a shit about the people that make the robes on your spa day. They know nothing about you or mm -hmm. your body. I love that so much. And my question to you, Sarah, is yes. would you rather be dead than fat? never I'd much rather be alive and have as much fat as I like because yay. I'm the owner of my body yay oh I love that what an what an epic conversation and I'm so glad that you know we've had this and listeners if they want to reach out to you where can they do so yes um mainly Instagram and uh Facebook and I am now on TikTok I've made one <laughs> um but yeah ma mainly instagram yeah i'll link yeah. every everything below so if you have any questions i'm sure sarah will be happy to help i just want to check before i just send people here yeah absolutely go for it yeah amazing thank you my love thank you for your time thank uh, you for you know following your heart's desires so we could meet each other so you could go on this journey and then now so you can inspire others it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much oh just love it it's been amazing you're welcome all right queens thank you for listening and we will see you next week well i will see you next week sarah's not going to be here next week possibly we'll see <laughs> take care everyone I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.